This is a Cyclone weather alert. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Go back to Hall after an eight-yard run. Look at him follow the quarterback. Purdy through the hole. Back in the end zone. Caught. It's touchdown. It's Charlie Corr. Welcome to a special edition Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Chris Williams and Jared Stansberry bring you insight and analysis of Matt Campbell's Iowa State Cyclones and their, and their postseason, postseason matchups. Let's take it one time. Coverage is brought to you by Fairway Meat and Grocery, Graphite Construction Group, the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino, and by the Iowa Clinic and Iowa Clinic Men's Center. And Ann Wongo across midfield. Burkett's the kicker, couldn't get him. Can Washington, he shoves him out of bounds. So Ellinger has to be quick here, able to avoid the rush, pressured, and Ellinger's brought down by Latrell Bankston. Fanatics, thanks for your support all season long. To our corporate sponsors, Patreons, readers, listeners. We couldn't do it without you. And now, please welcome your host, Chris Williams and Jared Stansberry. What is going on, Cyclone Nation? We are uh, recording this uh, near midnight in a land jet, a beautiful land jet. We thank our friends from land jet for transporting us to and from Arlington, Texas for the 2020 Big 12 championship football game. We are just outside of Topeka, Kansas here in the middle of the night uh, heading back and uh, it's a good time for an after dark podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We want to thank our presenting sponsors Graphite Construction Group, a brand new sponsor on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Thank you to them. I want to thank the Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. Of course, the DraftKings Sportsbook. You don't realize how much you miss your DraftKings app until you don't have it. You know, you get out of the state, and uh, I kind of felt naked without it. I want to thank our friends from Fairway Groceries and also the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. Be a man, go to the doctor. I'm Chris Williams, joined tonight by Jared Stansbury. We're real quick, just had a moment. Um, in full disclosure, this is the um, After Dark podcast. We're going to have a few cold beers. We've already had a couple. We've been watching the SEC championship game while we work. Uh, the American put on a hell of a show. I love the American. What? Phenomenal league. Phenomenal league is the American. Um, we just stopped at a gas station like one of those travel stops in Topeka. And I'm really pissed off right now because they had a really cool sword in there that I really wish that I would have choked up the $75 to buy just for comedic value. What would you have done if I would have walked in with like a, a sword? I'm going to be completely honest with you and it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have surprised me all that much. Well, cause I've been reading the book. Yeah. A crazy horse right now. But did they use swords and like that? Oh yeah, they're using swords and stuff. I okay. Mean, it depends on the type of warrior. Yeah. Like by this time, many of them had guns and stuff. But, right. Uh, but the the real athletic ones, uh-huh. they, they were still like jumping in there and using swords. So what kind of sword was this? Like, was it well, a samurai sword or was it a? Was I don't think I, I don't reckon it was a samurai sword, but I think it was a. Like a knight sword? I don't, I don't know. It had something to do, like, it was like a buffalo-themed sword. So it was maybe like a General Custer-type sword. Yeah, I don't know. But it. I really just... Could you imagine me coming back in here with a six-pack of beer and a sword? 
and just being like, yeah, well, I just picked it up. So it would have been, like, I would have been like, man, that's... That's badass. That's the coolest damn thing that I think you've ever purchased when we've been on one of these trips. I would have been more interested to know how your wife would have reacted when you got home and said that I spent $75 on a sword. Well, first of all, I wouldn't have told her. Yeah. You were just taking it to the office, and then if she ever asked you, then, like, I've had it forever. I would have hung it up there, and it would have been a souvenir for the Big 12 championship trip for the rest of my life. It would have gone great right next to the Brett Meyer jersey (laughs) in the Cyclone Fanatic home office. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, I already have a major regret uh, from the trip from bowl season. I tend to do this thing where I, I'll I'll choke it up for, like, comedic value. Yeah. I did this in um, – been on a lot of trips. I recall we were in Milwaukee, yes, because of the beer I got. And it, <laughs> it was closing – nearing closing time. Oh, yeah, bar. yeah. And okay. I, I was with Murphy, Hines, and um, um, Bannon, the meteorologist yeah. up there in Milwaukee. And um, I thought it'd be really funny to bring back, like, 15 beers uh-huh. at closing time for us to just try and finish them. Yeah, so I spent, like, $100 on Spotted Cow. Yeah. And brought them all back, and it was the dumbest thing I ever did. We ended up giving them away, yeah. like these. But it was really funny, and we really enjoyed <laughs> it, and we still get a laugh about it today. And I felt like if I would have brought the sword back into the land jet, you would have, we, we could have had that laugh. And that was a bad move on my part. Yeah, I, I don't. If you would have came back with the sword, I would have just been. I don't know. I, it it would have been on brand for you. I'll be completely honest. I would agree. Um, how do you how do you feel about today? Well, yesterday. Oh, it's still like eleven right now. Well, I'm saying when people are listening to this, oh, yeah. though, they're gonna be yeah, true. Um, I don't feel too bad, man. Uh, it was a good day for the haters and losers, but you know, still a good day to be a cyclone just to get the. I mean, just for the program to be in the opportunity to get the opportunity to play in the game and. Um, they're right there, man. I mean, I think that they proved that they belong on that stage. And, you know, obviously it took some time and there were some different breaks in the game that didn't go their way. But uh, the boys fought like hell, man. And it's hard to, to be too mad about that, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I was the same way. What? I think I'm a little more down than you. And I think the reason is, is like, I don't know. I will not go on the record to say I think Iowa State is like better than Oklahoma right now because I can't prove that. Oklahoma is really good. Yeah. I thought Oklahoma dominated that game up front with their defensive line. So like that, that's a disingenuous comment for me to make. Uh, but I, but I still left that game thinking like, man, like Iowa State effort-wise, intensity-wise, left it all out there. Yeah. But I, they didn't play. You know the sharpest football game. There was a, you know, a missed field goal. The the kickoff return stuff. Um, Damn kickoffs, man! I'm tired of that shit. Uh, the you know the, I I would challenge folks, and I, I haven't gotten to do it yet. The the interceptions, I believe, were much more indicators of the pressure Oklahoma was getting than Brock. Yeah. I, I kind of wrote a little bit about this in three up, three down, but I feel like Brock, really 
willed Iowa State to stay in that game. If he's catching a lot of heat out there, I, I think that it's probably from not great football minds. He wasn't great. I'm not saying that he was awesome. Yeah. That wasn't his best game at all for Iowa State. But, man, like, he he was he was running for his life out there. And, and backing that up, I mean, Brees Hall with 3.4 yards per carry. Nobody's kept him at that mark this year. So, you know Oklahoma was really – yeah really good up front today so I, I again like I cannot in good conscience sit here and say yeah I think Iowa State's better than them but I, I think if they played 10 times I think it's 5 and 5 yeah. and I, I think that I just felt like they lot they left missed an opportunity today uh, I mean see that's what like, that, that's what sucks and you just don't know I think they'll be back here next year to be honest with you but yeah. you don't know that and I, I felt like they missed an opportunity. I, I would guess those guys feel that way, too. You can still be proud of your effort. You can still be, you know, all that stuff. But See, that's, that's like where, where I'm at. And I was texting with Steph a little bit uh, when we kind of first started getting on the road. And that's, like, my only worry. And I'm not, like, super worried about it because I agree with you. Like, I think when you look at the team that's coming back, you know, I th- Obviously, we don't want to turn the pages next year because there's a bowl game still to be played. But uh, this – it's one of those things, like, where when you have that opportunity, you just don't know when you're going to get one again, you know? Like, it's – we're not Oklahoma. You don't just sit there and be like, well, we'll be back next year, you know? And I do think, like, this is just the beginning still for this Iowa State I, program. I, I agree. But it's one of those things where – you're like, man, like, we've never been here before. Like, how do you know that you can't sit here and feel too confident, like, that we're going to be back, you know? And I don't know. Like, it, that's what's disappointing about it. Dude, I can tell you, growing up a Nebraska fan, man, like, you, how many times they were that close to it? And it's like every time they'd be close, you're like, well, next time will be the time, you know? In 09 and 10, and it's like, and they would piss it away. About? They've won, like, seven national titles. I'm talking about recently. <laughs> I'm telling you, no Iowa State fan wants to hear a Nebraska fan whine. But no, I'm just saying. Okay, it's the one that has <laughs> literally never seen them win anything. Uh, no, I'm just saying it's like, any. okay, any team, the Braves. Like, when the Braves get up 3-1 in the NLCS and it's like, you know, like they're going to be back. They got a young team and all yeah, this kind of you, stuff. Like, it but may like, not be. There could be an injury. Yeah, there. like you never know what can happen, yep. you know. No, I agree and with that. Yeah. That's, that's what it is in, in my mind where it's like you never know, like, how – whether or not you're ever going to get back there, you know. And, I, like I said, I feel confident that Iowa State will, but that's where I feel like you can be disappointed because it's like, like how can we know? Like, it's been 108 years since Iowa State's won a conference. It was that damn kickoff return at the end of the first half that really got me. I just – that was a backbreaker of sorts. Now, they recovered from it. Yeah. Um, but they – that that hurt because you go down seventeen instead of ten and you get the ball back and yeah no I I mean I, I probably sound way more disappointed than I actually am I just I the I've just done this long enough to know like how close they they were two minutes and seventy yards away from I mean not even seventy thirty yeah but when that drive started oh yeah but. And, and, I, and I'll be honest. And they didn't play that. They they played fine, but yeah. I, I th- 
you have to acknowledge that Oklahoma had a lot to do with it. When they got the ball back with 70 yards, I thought they were going to score. So did I. I Especially mean, after the first couple plays of that drive, I was like, yeah. this is getting easier. And I think that it's just it, – it has felt like this team was – it was like a team of destiny. I think the thing that's frustrating about it to me that is more that, – that, like, has me more annoyed is that it gave – again, like, it gave the guy – the people that I call the haters and losers. It gave them the opportunity to try and um, uh, – to try and discount what Iowa State has done, you know? Yeah. And that's – and that's, like – and it's not Iowa State's fault, I don't think, that they're in this position. Like, it's the – it's because of the playoff committee and, like, all these things, like, uh, being where they're ranked. And just like, the overall landscape of college football this year is so jacked up. Yeah. And for them to be in that – we're in that spot where all of a sudden they're the villain for what I consider to be no reason, like, and it's really stupid, that – it opened the door for all those people to just be really dumb about it, you know? And – that's what I think was so annoying to me. That's what's frustrating about it because I, I think that this team is good enough to be a Big this 12 team, champion. The, yeah. You just watch. I mean, you were telling me, I think at halftime, whenever, about how Iowa State basketball lost on Friday night and still moved up in power ratings. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing, like the Vegas power ratings, Iowa State might even take a step forward after this week. Yeah. I don't know that, but my point being, um, Iowa State proved again that they belong. Yeah. On that, it, it was what I thought. Like, I mean, here's the deal. Like, you know, we already talked about the offensive line struggling a little bit today, but like, they would have gotten killed in recent years. Like, that group's gotten so much better. Right. It wasn't. They didn't play very well today, but they wouldn't have been even competitive. Yeah, I agree. They would have been blown out. Right. And that group today, you know. See, and that's like even when they got down 17-0 to zero and, like, you and I were sitting up there talking and it it was – it never felt like they were so, like, far away from being no. – because I remember I told you one, one of those drives, I was like, man, Brees is one block away from <sighs> busting a big one, you know. Yeah, and that and, was the case for most of the day, just right there. Yeah, and it, there was a bunch of times where it was like – it looked like he got those creases that he's gotten early, like, all season – where he can make one go for 30, you know, or make one go for 70 or whatever it is, and they just weren't getting that one block that they needed. He wasn't making that one guy miss, and that's, I think, where you got to give some credit to Oklahoma. Like, that, oh, that defense yeah. is is so much better than what it was. That's, that's why I'm just – In October. I'm being really careful to say that the better team didn't win because I don't know that. Like, yeah. They're really That's good. That's a good football team. Yeah, they're really good. I, I would love I to see I think Iowa State's the, a really good football team, too. I would love to see Oklahoma get into the playoff. I know that they won't. Yeah. I I, I think they could give a run. At, I know I, I'm sh- – I bet you Oklahoma could beat Ohio State and Notre Dame for sure. I think so, too. I don't and know. And I think I, Iowa State would give both those teams a good game. I, I do, too. And – I, Iowa State uh, physically is so much better than they were a year ago. Right, they'd be much more fit for that out for that Notre Dame game. I would love to see that. They're just we're not so much, going to, but I would love to see it. They're so much tougher too. Like when things start to go wrong, you never feel like the game is out of control. And you that's know? experience. Yeah, and and conditioning and all that stuff. They're right. just they're a year advanced. Right, and uh, the. I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, 
It's all oh, right. Oh, I was gonna. It's I was been a say, long day, dude. Just like, I feel like there's a, an element like we just covered the Big Twelve Championship game, dude. <laughs> I mean, five years ago, would we ever have even thought that that was a possibility? No. You know? And that's where, like, I feel like I'm bummed, like, I'm disappointed. But at the same time, like, I sit here and I'm like, man, like, we got to watch, like, this, our school, like, the program that that we have, like, literally, in athletic department that we've literally dedicated our lives to, basically doing, this is what we do every day, all day, every day, you mm-hmm. know? And we just got to watch them play for a championship did they win no but like at the same time it it feels like validation you know and that's what jeff and i talked about earlier on the you know a couple weeks ago on football and random things like for him he was he just said that it was like it felt like validation for them to be in this position to where he's believed in this thing for so long you know and you believe in it forever and like and finally to get there and like be on this stage and like and have an opportunity to prove that you can be one of those teams, be a program that can win a conference championship, be a program that could compete to go to the college football playoff, you know? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, that was never even in, within the realm of possibility. And now, like, I sit here and I think, like, man, we're going to go into the offseason. You're going to play a bowl game. If they play Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, dude, it wouldn't shock me if they kicked the crap out of that team because I think that these guys are going to be fired up to go out and prove and prove themselves and it, then you go into next year and you're a top 10 team in the country probably i i mean there's a very realistic possibility yeah yeah they would be preseason top 10 so um yeah i just i i'm i'm kind of in the middle i'm, I'm guessing most iowa state fans are right there with us um just kind of in the little bit numb too because you just were so close and that it 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 reminds me a little bit of the feeling of um, 98, Gary Anderson missing the kick, like, just right there, you know? Yeah. There's the, – I, well, here's the deal, though, like the – okay, if we're going to do the um, – if we're going to do this card, you got to just discuss the fact that Iowa State football, I, I'm interested in – just how far they've these expectations have gone in two years yeah more so than i am like the five-year thing that we were talking about two years ago we were all bouncing off the walls to get the alamo bowl bid right where right now that's like a worst case scenario and that's like a consolation prize it would be a disappointment yeah it would be where like that's where you and i talked the other day and you said if they go to the alamo bowl i don't have to go you know yeah. Like the think about two years ago, the idea of like I'm not going to go to the Alamo Bowl to yeah. go cover the game. And well, I mean, more because of COVID, but you. But you, yeah. you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like absolutely. if it, if they're playing in the Fiesta Bowl, like obviously, like we're gonna like we're gonna be there. If they're playing the Alamo Bowl, I would be there. I I yeah. if it was up to me, like I would be there to to cover the team. It does make it though. I think we should talk about this for our listeners because covering games is really weird now. Yeah. Like I just. Uh, they've done such a good job, Iowa State and today the Big 12, of, like, getting us stuff. Like, there's just not a ton of value. Like, part, like the bull thing, the Fiesta Bowl, like, I don't know if I'll go. I'll send you. But, like, half the whole deal why you go cover a bowl game is, like, to do the fans and the atmosphere and the And there parades. won't be fans at that game. The, yeah. So, like, I just don't know if it's worth us spending money 
to send two people down there to sit in a press box right where you're not going to get any access right and it like it it, they're doing their best i don't blame anybody right i don't i don't blame anybody for it i mean shoot dude like it just to be able to go and cover football games like i think is a blessing in some level just because like i mean it it there's a lot of people that don't get to do that you know like think of how many of our friends like didn't even get credentials to this game you know and like the guys at Harlan college sports like they've covered every big 12 championship game they didn't get to come you know Mm -hmm. and uh to even get an opportunity to be there and like be in the building and again like see the team like see the school like that we went to and that all the stuff to like to be part of it on some kind of you know indirect way like that was really cool and um yeah that, I just, that's where I, I i feel like i'd like to go to the fiesta bowl but i also don't know if it makes any sense I, I'm just wanting to explain to fans because it's just like they do such a good job. Like they send out this folder, yeah, with all the press conferences and like their Zoom and like you know what I mean. I'll be honest, I'm tired of doing press conferences on Zoom, but I mean it is what it is. Yeah, we got to get through the next few months and then. Yeah, my fear is that they're gonna try and do that. All, I know all the time. Now. I know, and I, I understand. I I'll be honest. I understand the value of it on Tuesdays. You know, yeah. On Tuesdays and on whether else, like whatever other random basketball media availabilities and stuff like that, like I really don't mind not having to go to Ames on a Thursday afternoon to hear Steve Prome talk about a team that he hasn't even watched film of yet. Yeah. You know, because they played the night before, and that's where like I I think there's some value in that. But I I I miss being in the room with Matt Campbell. You know, because it, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I miss being in the room with those with the kids, you know, and being able to cover them and interact with them face to face more. And I feel like there's some of it that's lost too, where you can't tell as good as stories because you don't have those opportunities to do the, you know, where you can kind of, you know, on a Tuesday you can get side by side with Matt Campbell and ask him a question that you can't, you don't want to ask in a press conference or whatever it is. Some of that's lost, and I think that that hurts yeah. coverage to an extent. I feel like we've done the best that we possibly can with yeah. that. The only reason I even brought it up is because there was a thread on Cyclone Fanatic where I, I I read through it a little bit, and there was just a lot of people making comments about media. and that is, I won't even say it's unfair because I just don't think a lot of you guys realize like what media entities are up against right now and like with costs. and What were um, they talking about? Um, they were criticizing one of the local TV stations for not sending down a local reporter where the station, I, I mean, I know the insight, they, they hired a stringer. It was a COVID thing, like where their corporate entities not letting them yeah, go, on the road. go out of state. Yeah. Where you have to hire um, stringers from their other stations. And Especially stuff. something like that where it's a huge company. Yeah. It, it's just, it's super complicated right now. Uh, just like everything in the world is but Iowa State's been great this year um, they've actually made it easier to do our jobs than ever I hope that I mean they've made it possible for you literally to not have to go to the game yeah I mean I'd like to go to games but um, the way they've made it so easy and they've made it um, it's better for them yeah I think like to get their message out And but anyways that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. Um, I do think, and I, I don't want to talk too much about this because the, half the people are going to be listening to this after 
the bowl thing comes out, yeah, I do think it'll be the Fiesta. I I think it's certainly possible Iowa State could fall to the Alamo, but I don't think that they will. Being six in the college football playoff last week, uh, Iowa State wasn't six because of who it had lost to. Iowa State was six because of who they had beaten. Yeah. And today's I, loss doesn't really change anything, the fact that it was so competitive. Now, how I, had Iowa State lost that by 30 today, then you're probably talking a different conversation, but they didn't. They clawed back, almost won the damn thing. I'm thinking Iowa State is going to stay in the top 10 yeah. and play Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. And you know what, man? Like that. And we've been reporting that for over two weeks now. Yeah. Where every other entity nationally has had Iowa State no. down in the Alamo yeah. with Indiana there. And I thought it was interesting on Friday afternoon. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic switched his over, too, because he must have gotten some information. Brett McMurphy did tonight as well. And Jerry Palm does as well. And I'll be honest, dude, if they go and play Oregon, that'll be a pretty cool one for me, like, to go and cover. That that will be exciting, just, no, like, because of, obviously, like, my dad's ties to the state of Oregon and stuff like that. Well, tell like, people. Tell I mean, my dad's from Oregon. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. uh, he's from right outside the Portland area. Be like if they ever played the Cox. Yeah, that's exactly what it would be like for you. And uh, you know, my cousin and my uncle are, have been season ticket holders for t- t- twenty plus years. That to, would have been to really cool. Games. If people could go. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I've already talked to my cousin tonight. Like he wanted to be able to go to the game and you know have basically a Stansbury family reunion in Glendale and. Yeah, for, awesome. for ducks and cyclones, and like that would have been really cool for me. But just to even be where they would play each other would be really cool. But that's just like a personal thing. But I mean, I I also don't think it, it should be lost. Like for what the meaning, how meaningful it will be for Iowa State to play in a New York Six Bowl game because they've never done that before. Correct, and that that's one of the things too that I that makes me feel a little bit better about this outcome is I think the consolation prize is going to be pretty good. Yeah. And if you win that, um, sure, you know, down the road we'll still talk about today. But the, the the real story of the season will be winning the Fiesta Bowl. That or, trophy would mean a lot. Yeah. Especially in that Any new, trophy in the, in means the new a building. Lot. Like, to have a... Iowa State doesn't have football trophies. So, no. any trophy... I did a thing with Campbell about this years ago. I don't know if you remember that. Um I think it was after the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. We just talked about we talked about that, like how empty the trophy cases are with football stuff and like you want hardware. Like that's you're right, like put that up for recruits and like stuff like that. Like it that would be a really big deal. Good just going to the Fiesta Bowl would be a big deal. Winning it would be a whole other thing that I think would erase a lot of that pain that's out there today. It's something that just it it validates you. It it's something that you can point at to say like, hey, we can be one of the big boys, you know. And I'll be honest, like the with all of this, like everything that's happened this season, the idea of Iowa State like playing for a national championship doesn't seem insane, you know. And I'm not saying that will happen. But now you go into next year and like, and it's like I've talked about for the last couple of weeks where you lose to Louisiana in week one and like I wasn't thinking about Iowa State's college football playoff 
possibilities going down the drain with that loss. Yeah. Now, like, you go into next year, and it's like you're going to play UNLV in Las Vegas, and if you, you know, somehow lost that game, then all of a sudden you're sitting there thinking, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes one of the goals, you know. And, like, that can be a goal. Like, that can legitimately be something that, like, this program can strive for. And, like, it's not crazy to think that they could do that, you know. And now you go into next year, you've been there. Like, you know what it means to go and play for the Big 12 championship. Like, you go into next year, and, like, the goal is to win the Big 12. No doubt. And I think this team could be picked to win the Big 12. It'll be them in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think Oklahoma probably will be just because of what they have coming back. Yeah, and because they're the king. Yeah, and they, they probably should be. Yeah. Um, especially with a quarterback coming back, and then their defense is pretty young, I think. Mm, I would have yeah. to go through. Did you see that Alex Grinch is interviewing for the Arizona job? I did not. Yeah, like in the next that two That would days. be a really big loss. Yeah. If they lost him, he he's done a really fantastic job. That's the thing about this Oklahoma team that is so impressive to me is, I mean, their offense isn't as good, no, but their defense is lights better than than it has been in probably ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looked like a Stoops defense. Yeah, it was really the way that they can rush the passer, man. Like they <laughs> they have dudes that are scary. Yeah, you know, in, in that secondary. In the first matchup, I mean, I was seen abuse that, those guys and, and kicked – like, they kicked their ass. And those guys were up to the challenge today. Iowa State was still able to do some stuff, you know, with, with the tight ends. And, like, it – even yeah, I know Brock threw the interceptions. But, like, I think that Iowa State still had an advantage there at times. But those guys were considerably more up for the challenge than I think what they were the first time around. And I'm interested to just – I think that you go into next year and, like, it's one and two. Like, Iowa State and Oklahoma, in my mind, are one and two. Yeah. I don't know who else. I mean, uh, I'm just going to walk through the teams here. West Virginia probably thinks that it's going to be taking a step up next year. Did you see Neil Brown? Apparently, he's all of a sudden the front runner to get the Auburn job. Oh, really? That's what I saw today, yeah. Apparently, there's getting to be more traction for him to get that job. Because I, I saw somewhere today that he was going to sign an extension with West Virginia. Okay, well, maybe that was new. I thought I saw that this morning, that he was going to be the – that he was apparently the well, new leader in the clubhouse to get that job. Well, let's just use our friend Google here. I, th- I thought that that's what it was. But if he leaves there, like, that'd be a – That would be really bad for them because he's a really good coach. Yeah, but – West Virginia, yeah, like I think they can be better. Uh, Baylor, I don't know about them. You lose Charlie Brewer, who knows what? Yeah, the, I the mean, one it, that I would say would the, a scenario that would kind of concern me is if Charlie Brewer goes to Texas. Yeah, I mean that they would just be replacing Ellinger with another like a another version of Ellinger, basically. Right. And then you just have to wonder like how. If, if that can be the year that Tom gets over the hump. Yeah. With development in other areas. I don't know. Um, they're, but they're going to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Which they like, always will. I mean, that's just the reality. They, of the they should be. You know, they were a game away from being there this year. Right. Um, I don't think Kansas State's going to be in that conversation. No. Oklahoma State is – a team that you have to keep an eye on. I feel like they're set to take a step back, though. When you lose Tylen Wallace and you lose Chuba. Yeah. You still get Spencer Sanders coming back. He's pretty they good. They lose, like, a lot of guys on that defense, though, too. Yeah. 
It, it's. I think you're one a. I think Oklahoma one, Iowa State two. Yeah, but and I and again, pretty confident. I would say I think that you feel pretty confident going into the year that it's them and one and it's it's them one and two, and especially if like the all the guys that we think are going to come back come back for Iowa State, which I would be surprised if if they don't. Yeah, I mean and, that that's and, going to be this team is experienced. That team will be even more experienced. Correct. I, I do think one of the aspects where Iowa State will probably benefit from this COVID um, extra year resource thing is there's just fewer pro prospects. Yeah. At a program like Iowa State, like I mean, let's say compare them to Oklahoma. Let's let's say Iowa State has 15 seniors and Oklahoma has 15 seniors. They're probably going to have more guys not take advantage of the extra year. Yeah. Because they're going to go get drafted or go on. There's more guys in Ames who, like, this is the pinnacle of their career. Right. So we'll see. Um, that is a deal. I, a lot of fans keep asking about it. And, and I'm telling you the truth. And uh, this is a factual answer. These conversations have not really been had inside the football program. They're waiting until after the year. This is a by design thing. Like, we're focused on what's in front of us now how Campbell's looking at it. And um, I'm guessing right after the bowl game, you guys have to realize, too, it's December 19th for the championship games, and the bowl, let's say it is the Fiesta, I mean, that's in, like, just under two weeks. It's two weeks from from yesterday. Yeah, it's not this giant, you know, five-week layoff in between the last game and the bowl season. Is that right? Five weeks or two weeks from yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Or isn't the second the s- a Sunday? Well, let me pull it up here. Uh, because I know they play on the second. It's a Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So it's two. January two weeks one from yesterday. is a Friday. Okay. Yeah. I mean, t- to just play after the New Year, dude, like would be. We can get that thing off our heads. That means nothing to me anymore. No, I know, but that's one less thing for the like haters the and losers. Like the Birmingham Bulls that's in one, January. That's one less thing for the haters and losers. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i used the mute and block button so much lately. I just have no time for idiots. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Oh, my God. A lot of them it, out there. It's just a cesspool. That's why I just, you know what I really like? I've, I've really enjoyed just spending time on our premium message board and um you want to have a good conversation you could have stuff like that i mean it it just getting rid of the clutter you know in your brain you know what i'm saying right anyways um that yeah that's kind of where i'm at let's do it you want to do a smidge on basketball sure what did you think uh, that that game was encouraging the other night? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it certainly didn't change my opinion on the season, but I'm I'm at least thinking that things could be entertaining. Yeah, they. It looked like they. Man, one thing I'll give Steve Prohm credit for is when everybody else discounts him, all of a sudden that's like when they when Steve Prohm rallies the troops. You know, he's very good at getting guys ready to go when their backs are against the wall. Yeah, and. Uh, they played a lot harder last night or on Friday night. Um, I think that they 
They did look like a totally different group as far as that goes. They looked like a group that was dead set on competing, you know, and I don't know that I would have said that against Kansas State. They didn't look like they were ready to compete all the time. They looked like a team that's prepared to take some punches and throw some back. Boy, Kansas State got housed by Baylor today. Yeah, they did. Baylor is really good. Baylor is really good. Did you see the Baylor women? Yeah, they won by 93. They've won their last two games by 93 points apiece. They held a team to 24 points <laughs> in a basketball game. I mean, albeit a bad team. Yeah, but still, like, to hold to th- to hold a team is. to making 12 baskets, I mean, if, if it's all twos, I don't know how, like, but however many baskets they made, like, that's crazy. But Boy, this, she, she's, is, a, she's a go-getter, that Mulkey. Yeah. Right now, dude, Oof. there's a very realistic chance that Scott Drew could win a national title. They, Baylor could win two national titles this year in football or in basketball and women's and men's basketball. Yeah, I'd say that's entirely possible. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean, obviously I, Gonzaga. I think we learned today that Gonzaga is the they're real really deal. good. I I still think. I mean, I don't think Iowa's going to win the national title, but they're going to have a say in it. Yeah, they got to defend better. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch that game today yet, so I need to well, go back. You and give see up it. 99 points to anybody. They just know. have so much, but they still scored 88. Yeah. Well, they're you know, gonna. They're, that's what I'm saying. Like I know they belong in that top tier. This is Gonzaga's just like on those. a different level. I think Gonzaga and Baylor are up here, and then like it's it's like Iowa. Uh, you know, I think Kansas is probably in there. Like some of those teams, maybe Tech Illinois, sneaks into that. Realm. Illinois, I think that they're they're good enough to be up there. Uh, yeah, Illinois is really good. They're yeah. a fun team to watch. He's a phenomenal coach. Virginia will be really good. Um, but you look at like at that group, I was like, just they're a so, little ways behind. They're Gonzaga just so Taylor, experienced. I like, I, what about Creighton? Yeah, Creighton's really good too. They're a really good team. Yeah, I coach Max it, boys can the, play at the very least Friday night. At the it, it gave me a little bit of hope that like. When the Cyclones play on a Tuesday, that it's going to be worth your time to turn it on. Yeah. I was really concerned that this was going to be a season that everybody can just cash out of. And I want to see care. how they respond against Jackson State. Yeah. Because now, like, they've they proved Isn't something. Isn't that where Dion's at? It is. Interesting. Primetime. Now I care. Because they're playing against Prime School? Prime time. Yeah, no, that, that game... Like I said, Jared, I, I just – it shows you that they have another – it it made me feel better because I've watched them even when they're getting beat, and I'm like, they actually have some talented guys. It's not like they're – Yeah. I think they're a more talented roster than last year. Oh, I definitely agree with that. But it's just – it's figuring out how to put the pieces together and how to get guys motivated enough to, like, play the way they need to, you know. And they looked like they had done that on Friday night. Uh, but like I said, you can't just like have it be one time, you know. Yeah, you got to bring it and match that intensity time and time again. All the time, yeah. I mean, they still got like twenty something games left. They got what twenty two games left, twenty one games left. Like you got a lot of basketball still to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got to do that a lot because this league is really good, man. I mean, it is tough I, this year. I yeah. said it in my preview video before that West Virginia game. I was like, anybody who watched that Kansas and Texas Tech game last night, like, it's high level, man. Yeah, and especially it, with teams that didn't really get a non-con, you know. Right, and the, how again, just like how hard they play, dude. Like, and we talked about this on that podcast that we did on Friday. Uh, this league, it's like if you don't defend, you're not going to win. 
And Iowa State showed that they can defend a little bit against West Virginia. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep building on it, keep getting better. And, like, if they can keep getting better and improving, then they're going to give themselves an opportunity. But, uh, like I said, you got to match it all the time. Got to keep coming. Well, we will um, we'll have the um, Williamson Bloom pod. We are going to record super late on Sunday night. And then uh, we'll have game coverage from from Sunday. And then we'll have all kinds of stuff on the bowl game, too. Scouts, all that stuff. We're, we're going to shut this thing down, get it posted for you guys, and sleep a couple of hours and then get up tomorrow and do it all over again. But um, thanks, for, thanks for tuning in and following along. This Landjet thing has really been sweet because we're, we're going to get back at approximately around 3, 3.30, which is really awesome because we've literally just been sitting here working. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be day. so productive in this thing. Like the um, internet in this thing's incredible. It's faster than it is in my house. It's wild how fast this internet is. So, yeah, we're going to shut her down, maybe catch a little bit of sleep, and then uh, be back at it tomorrow. So, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Have a good one.